Hello everyone, and thank you for attending the Manufacturing and Technology Conference. My name is Sarah, and I'm on the marketing team here at Stonebridge. I'm joined by our presenter, Anne Casey. Anne is a principal consultant here at Stonebridge. During today's session, she is going to share the elements that make a ERP implementation successful. Although everyone is currently muted, we do want this to be as interactive as possible. So please submit any questions that you have into either the questions pane or use the button on the screen to raise your hand and I will unmute you to ask your question and talk directly with Anne. The session is being recorded and, I, and it will be available on the event website next week. And we'll make sure to send you an email when all sessions recordings are available. With that, I'll go ahead and pass it over to Anne. Thanks, Sarah. Well, welcome everybody to a session on things that should be going on behind the scenes that have absolutely nothing to do with software and have everything to do with creating culture. So my name is uh, Anne Casey. I've been uh, working here at Stonebridge for a few years now. I have been implementing MRP for more years than I actually care to think about. Uh, I've done it around the world, both as a um, global rollout uh, project manager, facilitator, account manager, and uh, an individual site-by-site -site basis um, on all six continents. The only continent I have not traveled to on business is Antarctica. Anytime the penguins need an ERP solution, it's going to be my project. So uh, thank you for joining us here this afternoon. It's lovely having so many of you in this session. As Sarah said, you are on mute. Um, and I would like this session to be a little more interactive. Um, but if we unmute all of you, it sounds like a bus station. So what we would ask is either pop a question into the question panel or raise your hand. Sarah's going to keep an eye on hands being raised for me and um, she'll just call it out and I'll stop what I'm talking about and uh, we can, you can then ask your question interactively and we can have a little conversation going. So uh, apologies, it can't be live and interactive. It just gets very, very buzzy and noisy. Um, and uh, but we do have we have we have tools right so pop stuff into questions or do the little hand raise thing and uh, we would be delighted um, to have a conversation here so let me go off camera and uh, let's uh, have a look at uh, what I am going to be talking about here um, I started this lecture many, 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 many years ago um, where we were trying to do some executive coaching around uh, one of the key success factors in any ERP implementation is the leadership of the company. And the leadership don't have to be functional experts. They do not know how to have or how they have to process a check or run MRP or any of the good stuff. Um, they don't have to understand um, functional decisions being made, but the leadership of the company play an incredibly important role in the culture that is developed 
around an ERP, MRP implementation. It is as important, if not more important than selecting the right partner. And people go, well, you know, I've got a really good project team and you'd better have a really good project team, but you had better have a really good engaged, um, uh, sleeves rolled up, ready to make decisions, executive team that are keeping their fingers on the pulse of the project. So a couple of, I, I call this my V is for victory presentation. I have uh, five Vs, um, viable, virtual, the vision, being vocal and being visible. And I'm gonna go through these and give you a few examples. And again, uh, pop your hand up or uh, put something into, put a question into chat. Um, if you want some more information or wanna question my thinking. Um, because uh, leading from the front is critical to implementing ERP. So let's talk about viable. <clears throat> so uh, it, it, it sounds astonishingly simple, but the project must be viable for everyone in the company. And I'm not just talking budget viable. That's the easy solution. Um, dollars can be rented, borrowed, uh, spread, spread out over time. So project viability from a budget point of view, that's the easy one, that's a numbers game. But the viability of the project uh, runs to the heart and the passion of employees. Everyone in the company must see, they must know, they must have a desire to want to have their lives turned upside down for the year, two years, three years, while we're helping you implement new software, new processes, new procedures, new platforms. Um, if employees, business partners, management, if they don't feel in their hearts, in their absolute gut, that this project is not the best possible use of the company's resources, you are going to fail. People have to believe that the future of the company, that the business viability um, is very, very firmly cemented around this project and its rollouts, that it's the best use of the company's resources to sustain and grow the business. It's the best way to improve the viability in different future ways, whether it is moving to a new platform, whether it is creating opportunities for um, mobile technology, whether it's creating opportunities for uh, IoT technology and integration onto the shop floor and distribution of information to customers and vendors real-time online. Uh, whatever it is, whether you have, a, you have one viable statement, um, which could be as simple as if we stay on the software we are on or we stay on the version we are on, we are sunk. It could be something that simple. 
we have customers that are facing end of life decisions with AX 2009 when Microsoft pull life support on, on it later this year. And so for those companies, the, the viable statement is, you know, we have to upgrade to a newer version of uh, D365 and get off of software that's almost 20 years old. Um, the viability statement needs to be repeated um, and people reminded of it throughout the project. Um, people need to understand, they need to feel that uh, lives will be changed, uh, careers will be changed, the business will be changed for the better because of the decision to implement uh, D365 or a, a, a new software platform, right? Um, they must be willing to put up with the pain. Um, implementing MRP is not easy, um, never has been easy. Um, and the what makes it hard is not the software, um, it's not the technology. It's the cultural shift and helping people adopt the new system. Um, and if people do not see the ERP or MRP implementation as being viable for their business, the bedrock to grow their future on, that uh, their investment of time, energy, passion, weekends for go lives, that that they themselves um, have a key role at the table um, for improving the life of the company, their lives inside the business, the experience for customers and vendors, how, how the, the methods that not just from a software point of view, but a platform and a culture point of view, we have to do this and we have to do it well. Um, and this is probably the hardest one for a lot of people to quantify. What is the viability statement behind this project? Um, very often in my world here at Stone Ridge, I'm dealing with um, operations people and IT people. And it's a lot easier for the IT people to say, we need to upgrade to a new platform or we need to uh, move off of the system we're on because of these 29 technical reasons. It's a lot harder uh, many times to be able to say why you need to shift from software that the end user, the person cutting the check, the guy receiving inventory says, I do my job just fine. I don't need this newfangled stuff. It's just gonna slow me down and get in my way and blah, 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 blah. That's where the rubber meets the road around the viability statement. And so uh, the reasons why we are doing this cannot be purely for technology um, because the people on the shop floor, the people in the back office, the guys out in the field, they're like, okay, so does it help me? Does it, you know, does it affect my future? And if the answer is, yeah, no, kind of, well, maybe, um, you have lost that fight. 
So everyone in the company must see, they must know, they must have a desire, a gut-wrenching desire to disrupt their lives for a chunk of time while we are helping you implement this new software, the new processes and the new procedures. So employees, partners must feel in their hearts and minds that this project is the best possible use of the company's resources to sustain and grow the business. And that means it'll improve the business's viability. So that's, that's my first V, viable. Um, this is typically a boardroom conversation, um, senior leadership conversation. It is the why. Um, and uh, people need to be reminded of it often. Uh, we, I put in virtual, I put virtual in last year, in fact, when COVID hit us, because all of a sudden, um, the president of our company, well, it wasn't all of a sudden, um, most of us knew it was coming, but uh, Stone Ridge were extremely proactive about uh, protecting our employees, protecting our customers, and uh, figuring out as fast as possible how we could react, adjust, and respond to COVID. And so suddenly somebody like me who spends a lot of time on the road with my customers, all of a sudden, boom, bang, I'm sitting at home with my two dogs staring at me looking for treats, right? Um, and so managing a project uh, virtually as a remote um, uh, exercise um, really uh, forced us to be so much more creative, um, um, industrious, mindful of people, mindful of people's um, uh, thinking when you have no body language to respond to, you have no interpersonal connections to respond to. Um, and uh, it, it, it really tipped our business on the head and, uh, and we've had a lot of good come out of that. Um, but the V for victory for virtual is if we look at a lot of our customers, um, gone are the days when it's a single operation where I can go to a town and um, the people I see are the people who are implementing. The finance people are all there, the production people are all there, the supply chain people are all there, the IT people are all there. I can throw everybody one happy pile, we can all climb into a conference room and we can all glare at each other and smile at each other and hug each other at the end of the day. Those days are gone. Um, if I look at just about every customer I am working with right now, in fact, all of the customers I am working with right now do are not single site. Um, they are all multi-geography, multi-company, intercompany. So when you're starting to implement ERP, we can't throw everybody in a conference room every now, now and, and have the benefit of physical synergy. We now have to think about how are we going to form a team? How are we going to look at a work stream? 
How are we going to form connections, not just from Stone Ridge to the customer people, but interdepartmental, where, where we're very process centric inside of uh, Stone Ridge. And so when we talk procure to pay, for instance, we're going the people who requisition, the people who purchase, the people who receive, the people who do invoice matching, the people who pay. And these sometimes are people who just never talk to each other. So in this modern world, in this growing world of uh, non-physically collated people, the ability to create virtual teams, maximize tools, means that we also have to plan for more time. It takes longer to do stuff on Zoom. It takes longer to do stuff on Teams. The other cultural shift you're finding is that uh, the world of COVID means that it's, it's really hard to have a meeting of two people these days. We've got to have 12 people because, hey, you can just join from your desk, right? You don't have to hop on a plane. Um, so how do we streamline work? How do we streamline and prioritize people, uh, positions, uh, work that has to be done, the plan? Um, because we know it's going to take more time. We know it's longer. We know it's harder implementing um, anything. I don't, you know, it just COVID has changed our world, right? So in this, in this virtual world, we need to plan for more time. We also need to plan for more play. Uh, whether that is um, people now that we're starting to move around a little bit, um, having smaller in-person meetings, um, thinking about how we interact on, in the virtual world. Um, the other day I was leading a, 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 a J-Pod with a customer and we had people from Europe, Canada, America, Mexico, uh, all on the call. And a lot of us have worked together, but in small groups. And uh, so we had a pet party. So everybody was holding up their dogs or their cats, which really signs, sounds kind of stupid, but it was the best icebreaker. Um, and uh, so finding those things that you can play, um, you can form a connection um, because in this virtual world and even when COVID is behind us, I do not believe we are gonna go back to the world of implementing software where we would be on site for a week and then back at the home office for a week. Now I'm thinking I'll be on site for a week a month um, because we have the tools and the technology. And after a year and three months, we're pretty much trained in on this stuff now. Um, but in this virtual environment, please, please plan for more time, plan for more play, and then pay attention to the details and the personalities and how we can form connections. And that leadership is again gonna come from the top and the middle layers of the company, especially the piece about giving people time to just chat. 
if you think about our traditional, our old-fashioned world, you know, back before COVID, you'd bounce into a boardroom, somebody would show you where the coffee was, and you'd roam around the office, and you'd comment on artwork, or I like looking at mission statements in companies. I always get a kick when I see that they have their, their mission statements front and center, and um, you know, somebody will be talking to somebody and you'll have these little uh, sidebar conversations that allow you to form connections. Now, when you go into a Teams meeting, uh, people come in, there's no cameras, everybody's quiet, wait for the leader, and it's, it's, it's like a classroom environment. And that's not healthy. It's not healthy for us mentally, socially, or if we're all working on a team together. So think about the virtual world, think about how you can plan for more time, plan for more play, pay attention to the people, um, and don't allow a project to be 100% virtual. Um, it does make it harder, it does make it longer, um, but it is extremely efficient and more so for certain activities and uh, pieces of the project. So um, it is actually at the end of the day, a good balance um, and it's good for quality of life and um, uh, the environment because we're not flying planes anymore, right? So virtual, think about it, not just from a physical point of view, but an emotional point of view. How can you create teams and play? Any questions so far? I'm not seeing anything in the question bar. Hoping you're all out there. Cool. All right. So vision. This is similar to uh, viable, but it's not the same. Uh, this is the what is the nirvana? What is the goal of the project? Um, what is the what are the soft things that we are striving for? Um, when I used to be in sales a thousand years ago, I was always told I needed to have an elevator pitch. That if somebody said to me, you know, who are you? I could say, I'm Ann Casey and I'm director of global accounts for Fortune 500 companies implementing ERP on the six continents. Boom, that was my elevator pitch, right? Um, and so the people involved in the project, the project team, your business process leaders, your subject matter experts, they should have their own 30 second vision statement of why ERP is being implemented now and why it matters. So it could be a statement like, um, to create a communication system of reliable and repeatable processes because we're trying to improve customer, employee, and vendor satisfaction. I remember one, one customer, their, their, their vision statement, which was on a banner at reception at the world headquarters was, we are striving to stop customers yelling at us. It was that simple, stop customers yelling at us. Um, so when you, the, the overarching vision, needs to be communicated. It needs to be um, accessible to all. Um, I have a different customer who's, they're about two months away from going live. And at 
the start of their bi-weekly sprint reviews, they list out the four reasons for this project. So it's a, it's a constant reminder of the vision of the project. Um, some people will have a slogan, you know, like the one customer I was talking about to stop customers yelling at us. Um, and it becomes your test for how well are we doing. Um, I always say to people, pick your vision, put it on a post-it note, believe it, share it, put it on a signboard, stickers, t-shirts. Um, the more you tell people what the vision is and the why you're doing this and why it's going to be good for people potentially other than them, like the business, um, you just create that energy, you create that synergy. And so uh, you, you start creating belief in success um, as part of a collaborative effort. So having that vision statement, um, creating that what is the Nirvana, you know, what does utopia look like? Um, some people have a one-year vision, two-year vision, three-year vision statements. Um, because they're rolling out software in waves. Um, and uh, those work. I still prefer an one overarching vision statement or a slogan that um, people can repeat at the drop of a hat. If I, if I woke up the project manager at three o'clock in the morning and said, why are we doing this? That person should be able to just choke out that elevator statement um, about the project. It's that ingrained in how people are thinking about the project. Vocal. <clears throat> if the O's aren't talking about this project, uh, CIO, COO, CEO, CFO, CPO, CDO, Pick an O, right? If the O's are not, forget about talking about this project, if they are not shouting about this project um, and being extremely vocal and almost to the point of dripping tap, right? Um, projects go off the rails. If senior leadership is not seen to be in lockstep about the vision, and the viability of this project, if they are not being loud and proud about this project at any and every opportunity, your project success rate in my experience drops by more than 50%. I worked on a project once in France where the CFO and the CEO were like, we have to do this, we have to do this. The uh, COO was like, yeah, you know, it'll be okay, I think, maybe. Um, so the entire supply chain side of the business, the entire operation side of the business, order entry, inventory, production, purchasing, they were like, yeah, it'll be okay, I guess, maybe, probably. Um, because senior leadership were not in lockstep. If that COO stepped up and believed in it and was vocal in the support and and all the senior leadership 
and seen and more senior leadership were constantly being the project cheerleader, um, the voices of those clamoring for the new ERP solution should be only drowned out by the cheering of those. Uh, managers, stakeholders, shareholders, board members, all need to be vocal. And I'm not talking subtle, gentle emails. Um, it's, it, it, it's not an email coming out from the CEO that says, uh, team, we're implementing a new ERP solution. Please give everybody your full support, thanks. It's nice, it's sweet, but it is not that shouting. It is not that um, uh, clarity, that cheerleading, um, that this is what we need to be doing. Um, I've been to company-wide project kickoffs where vendors and customers have been invited to come and uh, tell why they need my customer to implement a new system. Uh, and that's a very, very powerful statement. If you're in a company and one of the vendors comes in and goes, you know what, I'm just done because you guys can't send me purchase orders or what you send me is inaccurate and then you waste so much of my time by phoning because the quantities are wrong and your dates are wrong and you, you just are not organized and we need you to get a new ERP solution and we need you to be structured and, and tactically efficient. And when a vendor stands up in front of an implementation team, they're like, wow, you know, we kind of, we have to keep this vendor. If a customer comes into your kickoff uh, meeting, your kickoff launch, um, and talks about why they want you to be doing a new ERP solution because of the gains to them. Um, that is a productive voice of support. And those voices drown out the naysayers. Now, there are always naysayers. Um, I was once tagged with being the most skeptical person at Stonebridge. Um, because if I can find a hole in the vision, I'm, I'm, I'm there, boots and all, I'm filling that gap. Um, so there are always naysayers. And that's where the vocality, the loudness, the cheerness of your O's, of your senior leadership, they have to be present, they have to be real, they have to take any and every opportunity to reinforce uh, why this project is a priority of the company and their voices should harmonize loudly around the project. Um, and not just at the kickoff. This could be a monthly thing. This could be your quarterly company meetings. Um, this is not a one-off thing. This is a unending stream of support. The other piece that kicks in is if your O's are being vocal and loud and supportive of the project, then as you as an implementation manager 
go to them and say, I need a decision made, they'd better make the decision. Projects are gonna go off the rails due to lack of executive support, waste of time. So if there's a major decision to be made, we're gonna change the item master, okay? And uh, the implementation team has not been empowered to make that decision. Sometimes they are, sometimes they aren't, just depends on the company. They go to senior leadership and they say, we need to make this change. These are the five reasons why we do it. And the SLT turns around and goes, you know, come back next week. Let's talk about it then. And, uh, you know, maybe that's something we should talk about in two months time. And it's like, nope, I need the decision made now because I can't implement ERP without an item master. And they're like, yeah, you know, you guys just, 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 just cool your heels here. It can't be that important. Or those dealings do not support the public face of the project. You have some issues. Um, so part of being vocal um, is being not only the cheerleader of the project company-wide, but the cheerleader of the project team. And that when the project team says, I need help, the SLT team or member says, I'm on it, what do you need? And how fast can we make that decision? So being vocal, um, is, is both a company-wide thing, as well as a support to the project team. Any questions around that? Not seeing anything in the questions pane yet. All right, vocal. I mean, visible, sorry. I'm like, well, I just did vocal, didn't I? So visible. Uh, bang the drums, print the banners, get t-shirts, have an all-company meeting, uh, barbecue, hot dogs, I don't care. Pizza parties are an all-time favorite. Uh, but do whatever it takes to make this new ERP system a disruptive force for good. Um, I love it when I go to a company and uh, especially for the kickoff presentation and people have got t-shirts or golf shirts with the the logo of the project you know they've come up with a great name for a project uh, one customer last year we launched in january uh, their project was called project 2020. Um, we've there's all sorts of clever names catchy names it sounds gimmicky right uh, giving your ERP project a name, um, but verbalize in a noun what the goal of the project is. Uh, I'm working on a project right now called Project Arrow, and they came up with the name Arrow because they needed to take disparate pieces of the business and get them together like the tail feathers on an arrow so that they can shoot themselves into the future. So signs, banners, uh, project vision statements, these should be visible throughout the operation. Um, name plates for people, 
signs for your SMEs and your BPOs uh, should direct people to them with prompts like, you know, I'm in charge of purchasing on our ERP project. How can I help you? Um, there was one, uh, ERP means everyone rejects past thinking. That They, they had that on uh, hats. ERP means everyone, and there's a good word for you, everyone rejects the past thinking. Um, so be loud and proud in all the ways you can think of. And again, not just at the start of the project, but at important milestones. I traveled down to Minnesota two, three, no, I don't know, three weeks ago maybe, um, to go and help a customer with their CRP. There was their first conference room pilot. And uh, so we had um, conference room pilot treats sent down to the customer um, and some hats because this was a milestone. This was an important event in the life of the project. And uh, the president of the company, they did a little reception one evening and the president of the company and some of the senior leadership came to that to say thank you and well done. Um, so this notion of visibility that the ERP project is vitally important uh, to the company, it's vitally important to management, it's vitally important to the go forward strategy and the, and the future of the company um, is, is, is not something you just do once at the kickoff. Um, implementing ERP in any company is a big deal. So treat it as such. Um, send out project updates, send out project milestones, send out breakthroughs, um, things where the business has struggled with something for a long time. And suddenly we've now with the new D365 solution, we've now found a way to get through that. Um, those should be celebrated. They, that information needs to be disseminated in what I call an ongoing chorus um, of keeping the project um, visible, viable, the vision in front of people, um, and uh, reminding people of the importance. Um, the, the, the reminder is e implementing ERP is not a sprint. Um, it's nothing you can do fast just because you could do it fast. There's no jet engine you can put behind um, an ERP implementation other than people and focus. Um, implementing ERP is a marathon. Um, and if any of you have ever done long distance running, I used to do long distance bicycling back when Noah was a baby. Um, if you have people cheering you on along the route, it makes something that much easier. So may, the reminder that this project is important to the people in the company, it's important to the leadership, it's important to customers, it's important to the vendors, uh, it's vitally important to the employees. Um, that visibility, um, really becomes fuel underneath or lift underneath the wings of the project. There is nothing better than a CEO or someone in leadership looking at a team after a CRP or UAT session and going, this is going to make a difference to the company. So being visible, being involved, being vocal, 
is all part of the underpinning culture of a successful ERP implementation. So I rounded out by saying V is for victory. Um, any ERP implementation gives an organization some unique opportunities to do things differently and with passion, um, how we can improve productivity or policy or procedures or process in different ways, in different levels throughout the firm. Um, to get to the end of it, to be able to claim victory at the end of this marathon, um, you really have to have a good plan with seasoned professionals um, and keep that band singing that song that V is for victory from start until finish. Um, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. It's not an individual activity, it's a team sport. And implementing ERP, as wonderful as it is, it is one of the most creative things people can do to change and improve their business. It is one of the most enriching things. Seeing bad processes fixed or turned around or even just improved um, and, and seeing people take pride in a new solution. Being part of an ERP implementation team is a great thing. It is, it is, uh, I love it. I've been doing this for thousands of years sometimes, I think. And it, it, it's like, um, it is very creative. It is very enriching. And when the culture of the company steps up and says, we're going to be vocal, because we have a viable project with vision, and this is how I'm gonna visibly support you, there is nothing better. It is the air underneath your wings. So let's finish out here with uh, Paul. So uh, Sarah's gonna post a poll question um, for you. And the question is, what is the one thing that'll be the hardest for you or your team to do? Out of those things on what is viable, virtual, the vision, the vocal and the visible, what do we think the hardest thing it's going to be for the company to do culturally to support the project. We're getting in some votes here. I'll just wait a couple more seconds to make sure everybody has a chance to vote. Lovely. You didn't know there was going to be a quiz, did you? Awesome, so let's talk about results here. We have 22% say viable, 11% say virtual, 22% say vision, 22% say vocal, and 22% say visible. I love that. Good even spread, Anne. And the 
and 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 it normally always is. Whenever I ask this question, now I added in virtual is my latest V, right? Um, and that's largely because I've been living in the world of implementing ERP software for 15 months. Virtually, most people haven't. Um, but what the poll is reinforcing with the evenness of the split is that the four core pillars of my Vias for Victory plan, viability, vision, vocalness, and visibility, those are kind of like the four legs of your table. If they are all equally important, if, if one of them falls down, it lags on the others. So my challenge, whenever we're prepping a kickoff for a project and we're working through the project charter, I make uh, customers go through some version of this presentation with me because I need people to understand that the that the these 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 are more than words. These are verbs. These are actions. These are things that need to be thought of, need to be documented, need to be vocalized, need to be printed, need to be part of a communication plan, need to be part of a marketing plan, because implementing ERP inside of a company is not easy, but we don't have to make it harder than it is already. We don't have to make it harder. So my V is for victory, give us some tools around things we can do culturally and at the management level to better support the implementation. That's my presentation for today. Any questions? Last call for questions. I was going to pop my email onto a slide, but did I do that? No, I didn't. Um, <clears throat> if you have questions, comments, queries, uh, love to have them. Love to have a conversation around this um, because it is the part of an implementation that people don't focus on. People are going to focus in on, you know, will I be able to uh, send text messages for to my customer when a delivery ends? You know, those are the tactical things. These are some of the strategic things that need to be thought of, managed, um, included in a project, in a rollout. So my email is Anne with an E, A-N-N-E, at stoneridgesoftware.com, or you can email into solutions at stoneridgesoftware.com, um, and they'll track me down anytime we have you have any questions, anytime you want to have a conversation around this or uh, would like some engagement, uh, more than happy to have um, these, these kinds of conversations um, because to me it is very, very important. So thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something. I hope you have um, some thoughts around this. You've taken some notes. You've uh, started writing a little list of people that you need to light a fire underneath, that you need to get involved um, to help you 
rollout, management, leadership support, marketing support, internal messaging around your project. Uh, we've got more sessions here today. We have sessions tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm doing a session on manufacturing technology, which is sort of a hoot because I don't know anything about technology. Um, but they, but uh, the three techno wizards have brought me along for some functional expertise talking about uh, some of the production uh, innovation that's uh, moving into the world of D365. And then uh, Paul Chair and myself are doing a presentation on why you should be doing an enterprise process review, which to me is another one of the pillars of a successful rollout. So I'm not seeing any questions. Again, if you think of anything, please uh, drop me an email and with an E at stoneridgesoftware.com or email solutions at stoneridgesoftware.com. Um, we enjoy having these conversations. We enjoy having the interaction. Go register, see what else is out there. We've had two really busy days and it's been delightful. So on that note, I'll say thank you. Thank you so much, Anne. We look forward to seeing everyone at another presentation soon.